It is Sunday, February 23rd, 2014. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do this. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're talking Star Wars, we're talking Indiana Jones, and we're talking Guardians of the Galaxy. It's episode 704, Just Stuff I Like. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Campus here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. How y'all doing? I'm doing not too bad. My apologies for no episode last week. It was the family day weekend here in Alberta, so I took the long weekend for myself and did a whole lot of nothing. Well, I did do something because I finally signed up for Netflix, and man, oh man, I just can't get away from my TV now. I got so many movies right there, but I spend too much time browsing. I I can spend like half an hour browsing. I've got this huge to-watch list amassed in my Netflix account, and I just noticed that um, a lot of the movies I selected actually expire at the end of the month. Did you know that? A lot of Netflix stuff actually has expiry dates. So yeah, as soon as I'm done pounding this out, I'm going to go home, park myself in front of the TV, and start watching all the stuff that's going to expire at the end of the month. Uh, But speaking of Netflix, something I want to talk about, this is really cool. Uh, Star Wars is finally coming to Netflix. Well, not the entire Star Wars saga, just the cartoon known as Star Wars The Clone Wars. I was never a big fan of The Clone Wars. You know, when it debuted with the movie back in 2007, I went to see the movie, and when I walked out of the movie, I just threw up my hands and said, that's it, I'm done with Star Wars, no more Star Wars for me. Because I don't know how long it's been since you saw the 2007 animated Clone Wars movie, but it is so bad. It is so bad, you guys. Uh, But according to my friends who stuck with the series throughout all five seasons, they're like, you know, it actually did get a whole lot better as it went on. So now that it's coming to Netflix and I got Netflix, I think it's finally time to give Clone Wars a chance. But, of course, the big news in addition to that was um, Season 6 of Clone Wars. See, when George... uh, Let me get my thoughts straight. When Disney bought Lucasfilm a couple of years ago, first thing they did was they canceled Clone Wars. Lots of people were pissed off by that because, you know, they were in the middle of producing Season 6 when they announced that. And Disney was all like, oh, but that's okay, you know what, we'll make sure what was produced eventually gets released to the people somehow. So it's been announced Season 6 is going to be 13 episodes long, released exclusively to Netflix, and it will bring the Clone Wars hopefully to a satisfying conclusion. And thanks to Netflix, I'll be able to watch the whole thing from the beginning. 
That's not all. Also throughout the past week, they've been unveiling the new characters for the new Star Wars show, Star Wars Rebels. You know, the more I read about Star Wars Rebels, I might be hooked on that one. Uh, One of the showrunners is Greg Weissman, who did my favorite Disney cartoon, Gargoyles, back in the day. He also did Young Justice more recently with uh, Robin and Superboy all teaming up to be their own superhero team. Again, very good show. And he's the guy in charge of Star Wars Rebels, so... I think that's going to be good. So, yeah, some of the new characters that have, that have been unveiled, we got Kanan, who's the cowboy Jedi. We got Sabine, who strikes me as, you know, every girl with attitude cliche stuffed into one. Uh, we have, uh, uh, we have what's her name? I just read it the other line. Hera, she's going to be the pilot of the ship and just, you know, lots of good stuff coming out. So who knows, will this new Star Wars cartoon be live up to the Star Wars legacy. I think the more intriguing thing is this is going to be the first Star Wars thing produced under the Disney label. So it'll finally give us a final impression of what Star Wars under Disney is going to be like. So yeah, lots of good stuff for Star Wars happening. I Well, I think it's good stuff. I guess we really won't know until, you know, we actually see it. But since this has brought us to the subject of Disney, I do have to play this. I really, I recently dipped back into the world of obscure film soundtracks, and I managed to get the score for the 1981 Disney classic Condor Man. So here's the theme from Condor Man on the Targ.
Legendary film composer Henry Mancini and the main theme for Condor Man here on U62 The Targ. Mark Cap is still with you. How y'all doing? Oh, man. Like I said, I got back into the world of obscure film scores and now I'm going nuts because there's so much I want to buy. I have the complete uncut soundtracks for Star Trek's 1 through 6, but I never tapped into the next generation films, and as I was looking around, I see they just released the complete uncut Star Trek Nemesis. Ah, but it's so much money, and it's money I don't have, but it's limited to just 5,000 copies, so if I don't buy a copy now, I'll probably never get a chance, so gah, I just don't know what to do. Uh, Lots of stuff I want to buy. For example, the Disney Movie Club. I think I blogged about this once before. Disney has a movie club, much like the Columbia Record Club of old. And the hook for that is there's lots of Disney movies on DVD you can only buy through the Disney Movie Club. I was browsing through it the other day and discovered that's where they finished releasing Gargoyles on DVD. So if I want to complete my collection of gargoyles, I got to rejoin the Disney Movie Club. But do I want to do that? You know, it's like the Columbia Record Club of old. I'll be suckered in. I'm going to have to buy six DVDs over the next two years for their full price in order to be free of the contract. You know, a friend of mine was telling me how he'd scam the Columbia Record Club back in the day to get free DVDs. I'm going to have to figure out how to do that so that way I can get out of my contract earlier. But man, oh man, I really want to finish off my Gargoyles collection too. So much going on. Speaking of stuff going on, see what I did there? That's what they call a horrible segue. Speaking of stuff going on, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer was unleashed this past week. Guardians of the Galaxy, the obscure one in Marvel's Phase 2 of movies. But you know, doing something like Guardians of the Galaxy makes sense. Uh, Kevin Feige, the guy in charge of Marvel's movies, he's like, you know, you can drop superheroes into any genre. Captain America was the World War II epic. Captain America, the Winter Soldier is going to be a political thriller. Uh, Iron Man's got the sci-fi locked up. Thor's got the fantasy locked up. So with Guardians of the Galaxy, we're going to be getting a space opera, which is interesting to say the least. And that's my reaction to the trailer interesting. You know, we have these very badass looking aliens and then hooked on a feeling starts playing and it makes starts making you go, what the heck is this gonna be about? So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy definitely looks interesting. I've posted the trailer and more of my thoughts on it at my blog, so you can check that out at chaosinabox.blogspot.com. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62, The Targ.
That's what kind of relaunched my obsession with obscure film scores. I was perusing the online catalogs, and there, the complete uncut score for the Transformers the movie. That was Unicron's theme, composed by Vince DiCola here on U62 The Targ. Mark Cap is still here with you. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff going on, continuing with the Disney-owning all of Lucasfilm thing that's kind of been coursing through this whole thing. A question arose when Disney bought Lucasfilm. The question was, does Disney own Indiana Jones as well? And that question was resolved back before Christmas. And the answer is, yes, Disney now owns Indiana Jones. Apparently, Indiana Jones was a little more complicated because instead of being completely owned by Lucasfilm like Star Wars, it was a partnership between Lucasfilm and Paramount Pictures. So Disney spent the past year renegotiating the deal with Indiana Jones with Paramount. And so the uh, thing that was resolved back before Christmas was, yes, Disney now owns the Indiana Jones characters and can make new movies and products with Indiana Jones, but the original four films... Raiders, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and Crystal Skull, those still belong to Paramount. So that's resolved. So Disney can start pumping out new Indiana Jones stuff too. And I got on the Indiana Jones kick because it was announced a few weeks ago that the TELUS World of Science in Edmonton is going to be getting the Indiana Jones exhibit. Just like their Star Wars exhibit, it's going to be a collection of props from the film, and they're going to have real archaeological artifacts and talk about the real science of archaeology, and man, oh man, that's just, tell us World of Science is kicking ass lately. You know, they had the Star Wars exhibit a year ago, uh, the Harry Potter exhibit, it like wraps up in two weeks. I don't think I'm going to make it down to see Harry Potter. That's okay, I was never big into Harry Potter anyways, but I'm definitely going to have to make it out for the Indiana Jones exhibit. Just, oh man, so awesome. Did I ever finish my blog entry about going to the TELUS World of Science for Star Wars? Uh, I know, I, I think I talked about it on a previous podcast, but yeah, it had been years since I'd been to TELUS World of Science. So after I saw Star Wars, I spent the rest of the day just checking out the other exhibits. You know, I saw an IMAX movie, you know, matinee in the middle of the day. Just the second time in my life I had a whole movie theater to myself, and it was an IMAX theater to boot. That was just crazy. In fact, they just finished uh, renovating their IMAX theater at the TELUS World of Science. They just brought in the latest and the greatest IMAX digital projectors, and apparently the old IMAX projector, the original one since IMAX became a big deal in the mid-80s, they had to cut it into pieces with a blowtorch and hole it out piece by piece. So, yeah, that's crazy stuff. And yeah, when I was at the TELUS World of Science, I remember seeing the Planetarium show. I'd actually never seen a Planetarium show before, but that was fun because it was in the middle of the afternoon and, you know, lots of moms were taking their toddlers out for something to do. It was a Planetarium show built by Sesame Street for kids. So you had like Big Bird and Elmo up there. Can you see the Big Dipper? There it is. And it was actually kind of fun. And afterwards, I sat and I chatted with the... Uh, with the, uh, what would you call him? The facilitator? The person who ran the planetarium show? Because she was all friendly, like, hey, got any questions? You can come talk to me afterwards. So I walked up to her afterwards and I asked all my questions. And whatever happened to that huge ass uh, projector you used to have in the middle of the uh, room there? Well, we got rid of that about five years ago. Too big to be gotten rid of, actually. So it's just kind of in a cavern under the floor. And we got these fancy digital projectors now. And she gave me like a five-minute private show as she talked about the digital projectors and showed off how they work. And yeah, it was a fun 
fun day. So I'm really looking forward to going back there for the Indiana Jones exhibit. I should kind of do what I did with Tron Legacy and try and take advantage of my position as a member of the media to get into the pre-show, you know, that they have before so the reporters can start talking about it. Because they did that with Star Wars. Like, three days before the exhibit actually opened, they had a reporter's day. So all the reporters and all the members of Edmonton's media should go... I should try to see what I can do to get into that. But you know what? I think I'm about rambled out, and with my little revelation there, I think I have a goal for the day. So I'm Mark Cap, as this has been the Targ. I will see you next week. Unless it's a long weekend, then I'll be screwing around. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Okay, now maybe we can talk about bringing back Buffy the Vampire Slayer.